0: There were some inappropriate statements made inside of a Senate judiciary hearing yesterday really? by Senator John Kennedy. Turns out he was just reading excerpts from books that are in elementary schools across the country. At least two of them. We'll look at some books inside of a specific school district here in the Midlands and two books that are in those libraries and talk about really the problems that are arising from that. We'll also quickly recap Joe Biden's trip to Vietnam as well as his 9-11 tribute in Alaska.
1: I just want to go to bed.
0: And Jonathan Keller joins us from the California Family Council to talk about crazy concepts in California, what they're doing to take your kids away. It's actually happening. All of it today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Welcome in. It is Wednesday, September 13th, 9.54 a.m. at the time of this recording in the year of our Lord, 2023. In. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you. That's right. Senator John Kennedy had a, another memorable moment inside the Senate. Roll the tape. Just kidding. Can't yeah, do we that. Can't
1: do that. So, uh, at all. Explicit content warning. We're going to post in the show notes. We're going to post in the show notes a link to the Daily Caller article. Correct. Um, and you can go watch the video, or read. If you don't want to listen to it, you can go and read what he said. And the you'll notice in the article quotation marks. Uh-huh. Justin, correct read- me if I'm wrong. These are excerpts
0: from books. He read. He read from two books: "All Boys Aren't Blue" and "Gender Queer," a memoir. Uh, we've we've discussed "Gender Queer," yeah, a memoir yeah. on this show before. We haven't really touched "All Boys Aren't Blue," and I'm kind of glad I didn't because I might get something. It's it's it yeah.
1: Um, now and and the, the the who is the guy who's defending? He's part he was of the the Illinois A. L. A. No 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 Illinois he's, Attorney General. Yeah, he's
0: the Attorney General of the Illinois. Attorney
1: General, of the state of Illinois. He goes. Uh, well, and and once again, uh, content warning. So if you got little ears nearby, um, cover them or pause and think about it for a minute. He says, "No, no, Senator Kennedy. Um, this is only depicting a sexual abuse case involving um, two men. Two men. Um, that's and and we're just trying to. I don't know that he uses the words raise awareness, but that seemed to me to be the tone of what he's saying. Like we I, need people to know that this is bad. I can't even. I can't even read it." Uh, no. The hearing was titled "Book
0: Bans: Examining How Censorship Limits Liberty and Literature." Senator Dick Durbin, at the beginning of the hearing, said that no one, no one, is forcing explicit material to be placed and kept in children's libraries or in children's sections of public
1: libraries. And then John Kennedy said, "Hold my beer."
0: That's incorrect. Obviously, it's or incorrect. hold my book. Really quickly, I just want to make the point: if it's not happening, mm-hmm. then you won't mind
1: me banning it. Well, now I, I'm pushing back, Justin. We're not banning anything. We're protecting minors. We're protecting children.
0: Oh, I'm willing to lean fully yeah. into the yeah. fact that I do not want these books in front of small children. And and if you'd have a problem with that,
1: you're the problem. Well, I, I think there's I think there's this notion from the left. I'm not burning the book so no one can well, read it. That that's that. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're leaning into it now. Yeah. You know, I'm just burning the book. The in front left. Of the elementary left scorers. perpetuates this myth that there's a bunch of white people. White soccer moms. Straight, white straight, straight Christians. So, yeah, Christian, hetero, normative, fascist, national. Bigots. Bigots. There there we, I think we got all of our acronyms right. They'll let uh, us know. Le- that we need to form our own acronym. I agree. Uh, I think we got the B. And the, All right, anyway. We'll get there. Um, what they're doing is painting this picture that it's a bunch of soccer moms dancing around a fire at night, throwing genderqueer <laughs> into the fire. <laughs> they're Lulu Libby <laughs> their, with their, with their l- yoga l- mats. And their PSLs. Um, it
0: is it is full.
1: Uh, it's, and to- infinity scarves. And flannels.
0: <gasps> um, Fabulous. It's what they're doing. It, it, they're, they're, creating, no. they're creating a straw man. It's exactly a while, straw man fallacy. While we're actually pointing out some problems. Let me see what... Um, you, I you can't, can't read you it. Can't. I can't.
1: I want to I would give you code words, but you can I can't even give you code words. I will say once again, explicit content warning. Um they do talk about prophylactics and sexual protection. Um specific um, movement specific yeah, yeah. placement
0: I, I I can't I can't even like yeah, so okay. actually it was Samuels. Uh there's a student who uses they-them pronouns. He, he questioned the Democratic yes. Secretary of State of Illinois, yes. Alexi Giannullius of Illinois, as well as Cameron Samuels, a student who uses they-them pronouns and had a placard with the title, Mix Cameron right. Samuels. Senator, your definition of sexual is synonymous with LGBTQ identity. End quote. Samuels went on to say that there should, quote, be collaboration between students, parents, and educators on the availability of the books and defended the books from which Kennedy read. All Boys Aren't Blue, the scene you mentioned, is about sexual abuse. It's not erotic. Hard pass. Students who do not read books like All Boys Aren't Blue cannot learn what is appropriate. So what Samuels is saying here is, Senator, your your tone and your labeling as sexual is simply because— This book is about LGBTQ issues. you don't understand. And you don't understand that. And we need second and third graders to read books like this, read what they said, because if they don't read about this, then they won't know it's there.
1: And then they might abuse people.
0: Lean in. That's the point. I'm going to say it. This might not even be his take. I don't care. No offense. Second and third graders should not know about what mommy and daddy do, let alone what two random men do to one another. That that your sexual proclivities are no business of a second or third grader. By the way, sharing secrets, we won't tell mom, mom and dad that you use different pronouns. Groomers do that. They develop secrets Wait. with children to earn and gain trust. I'm sorry, we're done with this. The fact that you can sit in a Senate hearing and say that Second and third graders must read this material in order to know what's going on in the world. They're seven and eight years old. Their biggest concern should be whether or not they get their homework done and are able to watch 30 minutes of cartoons tonight. That should literally be their goal. How much time will I have to play outside? Yep. Will, will I be able to play with my dog when I get home? Yep. Their, their concern should not be the ins and outs of LGBTQ sexual relationships, Yeah. Uh, period, or heterosexual
1: and relationships. We see, and we see this, of course, if you've ever watched any exchange with Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, you'll notice that he does this beautiful dance where he slowly but surely backs his prey um, <laughs> into a corner. And then gets them to squirm a little bit before he then pounces on for the kill. Um, In in this case, both of them, both the Attorney General of the State of Illinois. Yes. Thank you. And this uh, Mix student, um, and I'm just using his um, language, I said it. Um they both obfuscate in their language. They they they're doing this dance where they listen, that's not what I'm saying, but I don't know what I'm saying and he basically says what's the word he uses he he says you're you're getting theor-, not theoretical, he says you're getting um uh I, I can't remember. Bas- basically he says what do you want to do? Are you telling me that only librarians can uh, can determine what books are in schools And they said, well, I think it's collaboration as you said a moment ago between this that and the other and he says you're getting uh, you're getting uh, unpractical again you're getting 30,000 what do you want to do and neither neither of these two men can give a firm example yeah like this is our plan moving forward ABC one two three it's as easy as that according to Michael Jackson. Uh that's what we're going to do. No, can't do it. So, let's go let's let's keep this a little bit more local.
0: We have two books that we will highlight for you today that are available in the Midlands specifically in elementary school libraries specifically in Lexington County. Can I go a little, can I go one step further? Um should I just leave it at Lexington? Yeah, Lexington
1: County. Okay. Sure.
0: Lexington County. Wink. There's one book called Woke. A young poet's call to justice. Young, now, again. Yeah. Again, I have a I have a bit of an issue with the idea of introducing critical race theory to students. I think it's hogwash. I don't think it's grounded in any fact the 1619 project has literally been deemed un inhistorical unhistorical but within this book there's a specific poem by olivia gatwood called in between there is light let me read it for you light slow we're in a poet po- we're in a, um i don't think it's snap poetry but i, I don't know
1: is it spoken word uh,
0: probably well, it, 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 okay not. well if it's I, it reads like spoken word. Yeah. Imagine a rainbow oh excuse me, in between there is light by, by Olivia, Olivia Gatwood. Imagine a rainbow. Now imagine a rainbow without just seven colors, but hundreds of colors. the lights and darks of every shade, neon colors in between colors, colors you're not sure what to call. Now imagine that someone points to this rainbow and says there are only two colors. Imagine that this person says that one color is a boy and the other is a girl. What would you say? Maybe you would run your hand along it like a river, point to all the hues and tones. Maybe you would ask, how can you say that? Look at how many there are. The truth is, there are so many shades between boy and girl. People who are neither, people who are both, people who live somewhere in the middle. We don't have to choose. We can just be. And if someone pointed at one part of the rainbow and said, this color is better than all the others, what would you say? Maybe you would run your hand along it like a piano, play a little song with every unique note. Maybe you would ask, how can you say that? Listen to the song they play together. Sometimes the world wants one color of the rainbow to be louder than the rest, stronger than the rest, bigger than the rest. Do you know what I tell them? I say, look up into the sky. Do you see it? Look how perfect it is as a whole. That poem is trash. Uh. Go it's not well written. Girl. She's a she's a, she's an adult. This what? isn't a young person. What? This person is an adult.
1: Okay, I agree.
0: This poem is trash. I thought, I
1: thought it was a little girl.
0: No, it's not a little girl. Uh, or uh, no, oh, no, because I read some of the other titles of the poetry that collections that she has. Can I? I'm not even going to repeat one of them. It's bad. Um. First of all, her. Comparison of gender to a rainbow. Yeah, it's it's I, I it's can't I can't look at a rainbow and tell you there are only two colors. Do you know why? Because that would be a lie. That would be a lie. Because in a rainbow there is red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. There are seven. By the way, in the pride flag there are six. Bootleg. She then says that if you can look at the rainbow and say there are only two colors, it's the same as looking at gender and saying there are only two genders, because gender is just like a rainbow. There's a spectrum of color. That's incorrect. If you if you look at sex and you look at gender, there are two. There are male and there are female. Now, within those male and female, females don't always necessarily have to wear dresses, um, you know, Women don't always have to, you know, use makeup or paint their nails or whatever. Men might not always be hunters. Men, you know, men might not be mechanically inclined to work on cars. Men might not like sports. Yeah. They're, they're, you know... Within that, but you're still a man. You're still a woman. You well, can't change that. There there's no spectrum. To, there
1: used to be a thing. Well, there, she's just a little tomboyish. Okay, well, fine. Now, well, she,
0: now and now she would be a he him.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, what was the ice um, um, little giants? You remember this movie? Um, mm-hmm. Rick Moranis goes into the town and faces off against his twin brother, or whatever older yeah, brother. I remember and, that. And there's his uh, the daughter, mm-hmm. the daughter, and she plays football better than any. I played on a um, little league baseball team. With a girl, Casey, um, Casey Jones, I believe was her name. Mighty Casey was at the bat. She was better than Literally. any any other boy on our team, including this guy. The, Far better than I was. The yeah. other
0: thing here is about race. Um, I love how we can combine the two because we claim that the that the trans and non binary struggle for civil rights is the same as well, they're the all victims. African American struggle for civil rights, and those two are very different. There was an actual movement. I mean, blacks were actually disenfranchised in the United States of America for for uh, a majority of our history in the early history of our country, I think that's I think yeah. that's fair. I don't. I mean, I can't place that any other way. But to compare the two is 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 obviously terrible. And that's that book is available uh, for students eight to
1: twelve years old and in elementary. So schools. if I can just if I can just read God's Rainbow real quick. Sure. Um, Genesis one twenty seven. I'm going to show my white Christian hetero national whatever, um, bigotry. Um, Genesis 127, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, created them. Uh, here's the rainbow. You ready? Mm-hmm. Male and fe- <laughs> easy for you to say. Male and female, he created them. Interesting. Two colors on that rainbow.
0: There. There's another book that's available in elementary schools in this specific district, and that is Bathe the Cat. It's a picture book. Don't do that, by the way. They, they don't, um, they like, don't it. like it. They bathe themselves. Yeah. <laughs> the problem with this book...
1: <laughs> Which one?
0: Bathe the Cat is that it is has inerrantly...
1: Sorry. I have to get my notes here.
0: You're good. Bathe the Cat has inerrantly transgender... Oh, first of all, two dads.
1: Yeah, yeah. Two
0: dads. And then throughout the book, we have, like here, inside the inside the book on their fridge they have the different things they need to do and then there are three flags they have the pride flag the transgender flag and then I guess that's the gender non-binary flag I don't really know don't really care rainbow my family me Sarah dad daddy Um, there are multiple of these there are plenty of examples within this
1: book of exposure to things that aren't and just in case you're wondering, uh, Alice McGinty's classic here, um, Bathe the Cat. If I, if I'm, am, Bathe I getting, the cat, yeah. am I getting the author correct? Yes, on you, that? Are. Yeah, you are. Um, it is up for a 2023-2024 South Carolina Book Award nominee for, I believe it's uh, Illustrated Book. Excellent, yes. Um, so it's on the nomination list. Um, I have not read the book. Uh, the pictures alone tell a story they say a picture's worth a thousand words we've got at least four or five thousand words here with several of the pictures that yeah. um, and and once again we're not trying to find a communist under every rock we're not trying to find a groomer under every uh, rock that, I don't have to turn over rocks this is real it's here and don't let those who want to support this kind of material and behavior and um, desensitization, Do not let them gaslight you. Listen, you're just a soccer mom with a PSL and an infinity scar, wearing your Lululemon pants dancing around a fire in the middle of the night while trying to burn books. No, no. You're a caring mother who wants what's best for her children and a productive and active member of our society who cares about the lives of others.
0: Thank you. Speaking of well, none of that <laughs> hard pivot. Speaking s-
1: speaking of trips to
0: let's so, just say, so the president took a flight oh, to Vietnam. He's, he's he what's landed, interesting? Is what's, he landed? what's interesting about this is having flown cross world, you are very tired at the end of a long flight.
2: It, it I,
1: happens. It unless of course you have a full like bedroom in yeah, your plane. Yeah, but even then. Even then, have you ever slept on a king size bed in, in the an air? airplane? No, no, of I don't not so. either of you. Um, Me neither, exactly. But I'm imagining. So, I'm imagining. So
0: Joe Biden flew to Vietnam. Now there are other ramifications to this trip. The fact that the United States is trying to broker good relations with with Vietnam while. Vietnam is still cozying up to China, and China's closing China. cozying up to Russia, and we're also dropping six billion dollars of cash back off with oh, the Iranians yeah. again, but only for and
1: humanitarian.
0: We're holding relief. them accountable. Yes, accounting, accountability, and now the Iranians are accounting six billion dollars.
1: Give the cutter, um, Qatar. Qatar. So, you
0: say. and they'll only release it for humanitarian aid, guys. So, Hashtag Joe no Biden. Worries. Joe Biden's in Vietnam. Apparently, a third world country, by the way. Also, they use elevator music. (laughs) By the way, if you
1: say third world country, someone will come and get you off the stage nearly immediately. (laughs) They'll play
0: the music before you're done. It's like Tony. It's like "Um, like, uh,
1: this press conference is over. She grabs (laughs) and pulls. Here's Joe Biden
0: letting us know his plans while in Vietnam. The light for, and uh,
1: I see. I'm just following my orders here have a game plan. He may have a game plan. He just hasn't
0: shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. He's just joking. He wasn't joking. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to go to bed. Does he play Matlock (laughs) before bed or when he wakes up in the morning? So, no, you can't really pay attention at night. Nighttime's for Andy Griffith, and by nighttime we mean 3.45 p.m. Mayberry RFD's... (laughs) No, no, he was. Already, no, he was. He was in his fourth term. In the that Senate.
1: Barney Fife,
0: I'm um, telling you. Nothing says strength on the world stage like, "Hi, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna go to bed." If you don't laugh, you'll cry. I'm gonna go to uh. bed. Then he returns to the United States of America, lands on American soil on September 11th. Now, for me, most presidents have gone to either the Pentagon or the field in Pennsylvania, or ground zero yeah. on 9-11, yeah. typically, well, and to make their speech. S- I could
1: see where this would not, though, either of those locations, of those three locations, wouldn't necessarily line up with the itinerary of this trip. And I, I, you telling me you can't fly an extra couple of hours?
0: No, we're going to celebrate in Alaska, because according to the president's press people, quote, uh, People weren't still visiting Pearl Harbor in 1960-something. Oh, okay, cool.
1: My grandparents visited like three months ago.
0: Here's here's President Houseplant no. speaking during a 9-11 ceremony where he was with troops in Alaska. By the way, Alaska has as much to do with 9-11. Never mind, I'm not going to go there. Here's Joe Biden speaking, and here's what happens when Joe Biden opens his mouth. Lies just flew from his gums. Here's the president.
1: To renew our sacred vow never forget, never forget.
0: We never forget. Each of us, each of those precious lives stolen too soon when evil attacked. Ground zero in New York. And I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looks so devastating because the way you could, the way from where you could stand. Joe Biden was not at ground zero on September 12th. President George W. Bush did not go to ground zero until September 14th because it was still a very bad situation and you could have uh, you know, inhaled severely toxic fumes. Where was Joe Biden on September 12th? He was standing in the Senate. Speaking to a resolution decrying the attacks on 9-11, which we have record, we have record of him speaking. We have video of it. So either Joe Biden is old and forgetful and is losing his mind or has already lost it. Or the other option is he's a liar. He knows he's lying and he doesn't care that he's lying.
1: Neither of those are good options. Or third option. He's a shape-shifting time traveler who can be in two places either at once or right after the other.
0: Well, that would explain how he was able to put a put an event that would be seen in twenty twenty one in nineteen fifty two, whenever his dad tells him that the two guys kissing in suits yeah, we, are in love. I guess that's how that by would By the way, I
1: do not espouse option three.
0: So so we For have those conspiracy. We have a president. We have a president who is Outwardly lying. Again, the – there's nothing new for me to say on it other than um, for everyone who wants to decry and, and and hop on President Trump for the things he said post 9-11 and what he said about – what he tweeted about 9 – I mean what was it during his presidency he tweeted um, – uh 9 11 a day of mourning for all of us and all to all of my haters right there was that one tweet that he did that yeah yeah, people got mad at that in the same way you should be frustrated by someone who stands behind the presidential seal and and literally literally lies without batting an eye and they're lying about everything
1: and at best is unaware
0: cognitively dissonant um I don't know that's which one good, it is. Yeah, I don't know which one uh, it is. I, I don't know which one it is. I'm I'm wagering on both of them actually being the case because he is a liar, um, and and I say don't that. Don't you bring up copyright plagiarism
1: from? <laughs> mm, never mind.
0: Okay, we could go there. We yeah. We'll get into more of the lies as we go deeper yeah. into this impeachment inquiry. I'm sure.
2: But Speaking back of, to
0: back to the point of. The previous topic we were discussing, books in schools and protecting children against the uh, transgender ideology and the cultural sexual religion. We were joined yesterday by Jonathan Keller from the California Family Council. We had a moment, he was able to chat with us uh, before he jet it to his next place. And uh, inside, um, love to be a part of one someday. We got a chance to talk with him about two different bills happening yeah. and two different measures taking place in California. And I think, it's Im- I think it's important That you listen to what Jonathan has to say Because he makes a- makes great points Throughout that this doesn't just affect Families in California It affects families across the country yeah. Because these laws are vague They're wide ranging and they hold Great consequence To those across the country So we're going to go to That interview with Jonathan Keller right now But soon you were gone And already and we're here with Jonathan Keller of the California Family Council. We talked about um a crazy concept from California, although we didn't really call it that uh, on our Monday show. Jonathan, glad you're joining us all the way from the West Coast, the Left Coast as many call it here, the Sunshine State,
2: is that is that yeah. right? Yeah. The newest member of the uh, beloved Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh, we're Sanford calling it now the, Berkeley, <laughs> so. it's now
1: the PAC, which is the Pacific Athletic or Pacific Atlantic Coastal Conference. That or, way, we yes. can put a thumb in the eye of the original Pat or 12. the
0: ACC, the All-Coast Conference. I I've think heard that of, yes I think I've heard both of, of those. Well, so uh, we we can talk we can talk college football superiority of the Southeast at another time. What what we're talking about today is specifically two different pieces of legislation. We might get into a few more. And I think it's important, as I mentioned on Monday's show, I have a brother-in-law and a sister-in-law who live in California who just welcomed a new baby boy. Oh, congrats. Uh, Again, the congratulations to them. Hopefully they're hearing this and my Christmas gift is nice. Um, There's a situation in California, Jonathan, where literally your children might get taken away. And maybe 20 years ago, that would have been kind of a boogeyman under the bed type thing where we're just trying to scare you. But there's actually a bill in California that is heading to Governor Gavin Newsom's desk that when he puts pen to paper, Gives judges in California the authority to take away children from their parents because they don't affirm their gender identity. How how crazy is this? And how are folks in your network with the California Family Council reacting and trying to push against this?
2: Well, it's definitely crazy. I know you guys like to uh, do the, the the segment, and I'm happy to happy to lend um, our support and our crazy legislation. I, I tell all of our friends, and Mitch has seen me say this on our yeah. group chats, I'm, I'm happy to lend California's uh, horrible legislative record to any state that wants to use it for fundraising. I just ask for a small, you know, 2% yes. finder's fee for any donations. Y- yes, yes, sir. Yes, uh, <laughs> sir. But it, I mean, in reality, kidding aside, it, it really is one of the worst bills that we've seen in quite a while. And the thing that you correctly point out that I think is so harmful is. A lot of bills that happen in California are bad for us here in the Golden State. I mean, we see this all the time on the pro-life side of things. There's horribly awful abortion legislation. We had uh, California pass a bill last year that basically puts abortion on demand for any reason in our state constitution. I mean, that's horrible enough. We've also seen bills that are coming up, they're going to try to repeal the definition of marriage as uh, between a man and a woman. That's been enjoined by the courts, but at this point, they want to officially repeal that, and they want to actually now enshrine anything goes marriage in the state constitution. But again, those are things that are bad for the residents who live here. But this bill you're mentioning, AB 957, and a similar bill last year, SB 107, things like this actually do, I think, pose a threat to families' even around the rest of the country. And the most current one that you guys mentioned, AB 957, I know you've talked about it before, but just for your listeners who might not be as aware, on its face, this bill is supposed to only deal with issues of custody between parents that are in a custody dispute. So this means maybe a couple that is tragically getting divorced, they have children together and they're trying to decide custody, or maybe a family that was never married but they have children together and they're trying to decide custody. As it currently stands, judges have to take into account a whole wide array of factors. They have to look at, you know, which one of the two parents has a good job, which one of the two parents has a stable living situation, which one of the two parents maybe is mentally, emotionally, socially healthy and in a position where they can take care of these kids. There's a lot of uh, factors that all have to be weighed in the balance, but, this new bill essentially would add to those factors and really put the thumb on the scale of whether or not one of these parents affirms a child's gender identity and which one does not affirm the child's gender identity and for again for everybody who's watching at home this doesn't mean their biological sex this means their chosen gender that is different than the actual biology and the actual sex that is listed on their birth certificate, the actual genetic markers that are part of every single cell in their body. If there's one parent that says, no, I think that children can, of course, experience feelings of conflict about their gender, just like anybody, uh, but I believe that the right thing to do is to love this child, to care for them, but to not affirm them in their gender dysphoria, if that parent is on one side of the dispute and the other parent says, oh no, of course, children can know what gender they want to be. Children know best. We need to believe children. We need to trust children. Now there's going to be a thumb on the scale. If all the other factors are equal, the child that makes that claim is now going to likely go to the parent who is affirming that gender dysphoria, that, that delusion about the difference between uh, biological sex and gender. And you could just imagine the Pandora's box that's going to open up legally, oh. not just here in the state of California, but for any parents that come to California from around the rest of the nation. Yeah.
1: Jonathan, I errantly called you guys the sunshine state a while ago. My apologies to those in Florida, the golden <laughs> state. Um a uh, like, there, heck no man there, there's another <laughs> yeah. there's another definition in this bill that I think is worth noting here and you spoke specifically of gender identity um, uh, y- as you well know I, ha- I have little boys you have small children and they have fantastic um, uh, imaginations and one day they want to be Superman and one day they want to be Batman or Spider-man or w- one day they want to be Barbie and the next day they want to be a Disney princess. Gender expression is another definition uh, or term that's used in a B957 And that once again as you so accurately points out as you accurately point out, that puts the onus on the child as the determiner um the dec- the decider I am the decider. no George W. Bush <laughs> line here now watch this drive of, of what is going to happen to this child. irrespective of the parents' wishes, gender expression, um, has that ever been, and, and I may be just way out on a limb here, has that ever been put in state code before?
2: I do not think so. And I mean, again, I want to be very sensitive on this because we know, I know we've all met People Absolutely. whose children have struggled with gender dysphoria, either they've they've personally struggled with it, or they have children that have struggled with it. Yeah, sure. But you know, Mitch, I saw a phenomenal example that is it's humorous, but it's also heartbreaking, and it was a uh, it was an example of showing a child who said, you know, my child uh, decided they came to me today and they informed me that they're a pirate. So I'm uh, in the morning. I'm calling the doctor so that we can schedule uh, their hand amputation to replace it with a hook, their leg amputation to replace it with a peg leg, and their eye amputation so that they can wear an eye patch. Yep,
1: that's exactly and
2: right. anybody anybody who disagrees with me is a bigot and just doesn't care about kids. And I, I realize that's, a, that's a, a silly, ridiculous thing. And a lot of people would say, well, come on, that's, that's ridiculous. What are you talking about? But that's, that's essentially what we're saying. We're saying that based on the feelings of a child, even very deeply felt, sincere feelings that a, chi- a, a parent and a doctor and a judge are going to potentially consign a child to irreversible medical procedures as a result of that child's feelings. And and again, we're not talking about as bad as I think it is to dress up a child in um, clothes that are going to be cross gender. Uh, I mean, we've all seen these really tragic videos and stories of sometimes little kids even being taken to drag shows or dressed up in drag themselves. I, I think all of that is wrong. I think that is really deeply psychologically harmful but something like that if you're if you're cross-dressing if you're putting on makeup you know stuff like that is at least reversible and if someone has regrets they can always walk back from that and say man i'm so glad that i came to my senses i'm so glad that i am now living in accordance with my biology but what we're talking about is putting children very very young on a pathway to lifelong sterility, to potentially lifelong uh, medical care of hormone therapies, of uh, lifelong surgery complications. We know, I know all of us have got to meet, or at least we've seen the videos of someone like Chloe Cole, a resident here from the state of California who talks about the fact she's, she had a double mastectomy, I think almost four years ago. She is still dealing with physical side effects and physical complications from that surgery. And I think it's one of those things that parents really need to step back and realize what this is going to mean, what a bill like this would potentially mean for their children. And the other important thing for people to realize is that right now they are trying when they talk about this bill to say, well, this is just dealing with the issue of gender dysphoria in the context of child custody disputes. But I don't think any of us really believe that this is going to stay there. That's right. It it, it is, I mean, it is going to bust out of the bounds of this one tiny section of the law. And I can tell you exactly, in my opinion, um, I can tell you exactly how I think it's going to happen. Next year, what they're going to do, is they're going to say, you know, we were looking at the codes, the family codes, and we are realizing that children in custody disputes have more protections for mm-hmm. those that are experiencing gender dysphoria than all other children. And we just want to, we want to close the kids? loophole. Yeah. We want to close the loophole and protect all children, not just those children whose parents are going through a custody dispute. I mean, we need to make sure that every child is affirmed mm-hmm. in their home. Yeah. And we can see this coming. If you go back and you watch some of the hearings about this bill, one of our state legislators, she herself has a child who identifies as transgender. And I, I am heartbroken to see the way that she is talking about her child and the the, the difficulty and the pain that she and her family are experiencing as a, as a result of this. But the answer is not to say now every single family in California and indeed maybe every family in the country if they come to California those children are now going to be potentially up for grabs by a legal system that denies the very basic reality of biology as it's connected to sex and gender
0: we're we're seeing a a push by the by the Newsom administration the Newsom administrative state i have uh, California, you mentioned how this can affect all families. And so I want to make sure we touch on this before we before we wrap up here. Assembly Bill 1887. Prohibition on state funded and state sponsored travel to states with, quote, discriminatory laws. Let me let me list the states for you guys. And 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 Jonathan knows these. They're, They're in it's looked to be in alphabetical one. order, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, Wyoming. There are a couple of things that matter on, on that list. Number one, most of those states are run by Republicans for what it's worth, except for a few exceptions like North Carolina. Um, they're usually overwhelmingly conservative states. They have discriminatory laws. I'm looking for one of those here in South Carolina. I'll let you know when I find one. You mentioned to us on oh, before we came on with with you on the air that um, there was a, a move to you know, repeal that and be done with that. But the Newsom camp is completely ready to continue to fire a machine gun at the idea of federalism. And I think it's interesting the technological way that they're going to establish this. Can, can you talk about what you, knowing what you know about how they run things and what you can see happening, how that plays into this issue with uh, 957 and the threat to families across the country?
2: Yeah, well, I, I think that, as you mentioned, there's, uh, there's now going to be this effort. Um, we've talked about trying to ban tra- state-funded travel. Uh, I know we made a joke earlier about uh, the the football side of things, but there is actually a football angle, an NCAA college football angle to this multi-million Um,
1: dollar machine. Billion.
2: That's right. Sorry. Well, so in California, we uh, had several schools that were originally part of the uh, Pacific Athletic Conference, the Pac-12, and that conference basically in the last couple weeks. I know I don't. I'm sure most of your listeners already know this. They've been following all the conference realignment, but. Uh, that That's conference basically has gotten blown up and it's gone. Some people have gone to the Big Ten. It looks like some schools may be going to the Big 12. Um, it's you know possible that um, now it sounds like we're going to have two schools, both Stanford and Cal, University of California at Berkeley, going to join the ACC. Well, the unique angle on that is that because of this this travel ban you mentioned, those schools stanford's a private school but cal is a university of california school they would not be able to travel to play in seven of those states because that's where acc games would be played yeah and uh there is now an effort to overturn this legislation to overturn that bill uh overturn the ban i mean and the Problem, though, that I think is going to be the threat to a lot of these states is they are now wanting to replace the travel ban with an effort to uh, educate, you know, all you, all you uninformed, you know, backwards uh, southerners. And that's right. You know, you just just don't reeducated. You just don't understand how good things are out here in California and what a great state we live in. And as a result, you, know, you just need to get with the program. So we'll help you with that, whether it's, we don't know exactly what form this is gonna take, whether it's gonna be Google ads, whether it's gonna be Facebook advertising, billboards, uh, direct mail television commercials I mean I guess we're gonna find out maybe they're gonna air some of these advertisements uh, during, during a- football, games. football games yeah, yep. yeah absolutely and say hey you know come to California uh, so that your children can experience the wonders of uh gender diversity and uh, free abortions well and this also <laughs> wow
1: Gosh. it sounds like that sounds like a Disneyland commercial from uh. you know where um from hell one of okay uh
0: christians we can say that
1: yeah uh, one of the things we talked about all fair and we we've vaguely mentioned it but it, it fits right into this is you know for a while in the southeast until our supreme court finally got it right uh south carolina was abortion destination state you've mentioned these uh ideas and concepts that enlightened folk might be more uh, akin to embracing so, if they air said commercial during um, a Clemson-Stanford game in three years, because that's really normal, mom, mom who or or wife of said husband who is so bigoted into believing that God made Johnny Johnny and not Susie, wants to get out of this oppressive relationship with her husband and Johnny's father. She now has the opportunity to go to a. A, a free place, a they safe paid. place, a utopia, hmm, where this would be accepted.
2: Is that is that what I'm hearing you say? Well, tragically, I think that that could be the case. Um, I think that again, I don't know exactly how all this is going to pan out, but we already know that last year there was a similar bill, SB 107, that said children who got to the state of California and were experiencing gender dysphoria, they would be able to undergo treatment and care uh, without any uh, reference or consequences from their home state. This, I mean, again, I'm I'm not making this up. If you go back and look at the way this bill is referenced, I won't even, I mean, the number is SB 107, but don't even Google that. Just go Google California trans refuge bill, Wow. basically. (laughs) That is the way that they're marketing it, is they want to make California a state of refuge for people from other states. And our state senator, Scott Weiner, from this great city of San Francisco, basically has said that he wants to have anybody from around the nation, if their children are experiencing gender dysphoria, get out of those bigoted laws in South Carolina, in Florida, in Texas, in Arkansas, wherever, come to California. Even if the laws in your state would penalize you for irreversible medical treatments for your child, don't worry about it. Come here to California. We won't cooperate with prosecutors. We won't extradite you to those you know, bigoted and backwards uh, red states. We'll take care of you here in the state of California. Well, that's what was on the docket for last year this year if you combine that with what's happening with uh ab957 i mean essentially you're setting up a pathway as you said to say if anybody is having a custody dispute and they're looking for an almost guaranteed way to make sure that the disfavored parent does not get custody of a child bring them here to california start them on puberty blockers start them on Irreversible medical treatments, and then petition the state for custody. And these two bills together, I think, is, is going to make it extremely difficult. Even if a judge was sympathetic, it's going to make it almost impossible for a judge to disregard the claims of the parent who's claiming their child has gender dysphoria.
0: I'm I'm fascinated by the by the uh, by the ma- man that is uh, Senator Scott Weiner speaking senator scott weiner ab665 um give us kind of a this again is another issue when it comes to the family code california and before we wrap up i wanted to get to this one um consent to health
2: services explain
0: that real quick in, in the final few minutes that we have but what what is this bill doing
2: Yeah, so this is another one in conjunction with the other bills that we've talked about AB 665. I don't think at least initially, this is going to have the same impact on the rest of the country. But I will warn you, you know, anybody who is looking at this, uh, if you are in the state of California, or if you have family members uh, that are in the state of California, Basically, this would allow children 12 years of age and older to make a choice to admit themselves to a residential treatment facility. Think a group home. Uh, think a uh, you know a a temporary kind of halfway house situation. The foster care system. Essentially, it would allow a child to choose themselves to say, "My current home situation is not safe for some reason." and the big difference is the thing that this would change is i think everyone agrees that if a child is experiencing actual violence if a child yes. is experiencing yes. actual physical violence at home of course there should be a place for the state to step in that is part of the reason that legitimately there are such a thing as child protective services there's law enforcement there's there's you know the social service yeah. uh, safety net but the problem is this bill explicitly deletes the requirement that a child not just has to prove that there is violence or intimidation at the home, they don't even have to allege that there is violence or intimidation at the home anymore. Exactly. So it, they can basically say, I believe that um, my mental care, my mental health would be better served outside of the home because my family is not an affirming place to be. I mean, again, this could be a family that is... Um, Very well to do. They could be strong Christians. They could be respectful. They could be non-corporal, you know, non-corporal punishment. Maybe they've never spanked their child a day in their life, and they are completely providing every physical, spiritual, emotional need, financial need for their child. But if they disagree with the child on the issue of gender dysphoria, now it doesn't even have to be an issue of a custody dispute between the two parents. With this bill, it essentially would say the child themselves by age 12 could begin that process it does not officially use the e word emancipation
1: yeah i was about to
2: ask about that yeah it does not officially use that word but essentially it greases the rails mm-hmm. to say a child is going to be able to get themselves on the pathway to saying my parents my parents are not affirming and I want to be able to go a different path on this.
1: Jonathan, you and I are fairly close in age. I, I think we live in a different world. I, I remember the days when a kid could run away from home down the street um, and the people to whom he ran would feed him a sandwich, call his parents and say, why don't you go back home? Um, it's really not that bad. Yes, they don't give you Skittles and m and and Reese's bars at every meal, um, but you should, your parents love you. They, they want what's best for you. Of course, this isn't suggesting that a child is being, who is literally being verbally, emotionally, physically, and I'd add spiritually neglected or abused. This isn't talking about this, that this is John. And I hate to go to the least common denominator. Johnny wants to be Susie or feels like Susie or today puts on lipstick like Susie. I'm I'm, I'm out the door no longer can we feed him a sandwich and send him home. It's now he's part of a group home where Johnny's surrounded by people who will pat him on the back and say, you are Susie. We're we are, living, Jonathan, we're living in a different world, brother.
0: We are. We That's are right. living in a different world. Uh, Jonathan Keller with the California Family Council. Appreciate you taking the time to, to join us and talk about these different efforts and all the work that you guys are doing out there in California. Uh, the ground is uh, hard there at times. Um, And So we appreciate the work that they're doing. Uh, I think all too often people in South Carolina might uh, not be willing to take advantage of the of the good soil they have here to get some things done and get protections done. So I want to make sure that we're highlighting the work that the California Family Council is doing. And of course, we look forward to having you on um, many, many more times before we, um, you know, wrap this up with. Uh, what's going on in California and what's
1: happening here. Stand strong and courageous, my brother. You're doing an outstanding job in, in the golden
2: state. There it is. Th- thank you, my friends. God bless you both. And uh, I look forward to hopefully, maybe maybe we can have a little bit more fun and chat about football more next time in, ah, uh, like that. in a couple well, of months or something.
0: I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. We'll get you on the calendar. That's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. And it will be in California as well, just with this one episode. (laughs) I promise you that. Uh, For Jonathan Keller and Mitch Prosser, I'm Justin Hall. Thanks so much. We will talk to you next time.